528 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you had no weekend because you worked all weekend. No weekend. Or you had maximum weekend. (laughs) We are here for you. Although if you had maximum weekend... We're bitter right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's my own fault. I well, I had yeah. I didn't have a weekend, but I mean, I had a weekend. It was just too much weekend. It you was, know what I mean? But like, like too much birthday. Oh, it was. I didn't realize that you had too much weekend. That's a sound of a cold hard highball. <laughs> a beverage being opened. This is my third energy drink today. That's how tired uh, that's I really am. Really spooky. <laughs> I'm really spooked by that fact. Yeah, because I went to that concert, you know. Yeah. We had rehearsals and photo shoots. Yep. Shows. Yep. I mean, it was just a jam-packed. Heck of a lot of a thing. Didn't didn't sit down. I'm one of your hosts, Megan. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. Why are we tired? Yeah, we're so tired, everybody. So get ready for a sleepy good luck high five. Don't worry. We've still got a lot of episode for you. We are going to do a randomizer. Yes. We are going to talk all about standard. Standard. Because gasp, I have been playing standard and enjoying it. Wow. I know. I mean, it is kind of shocking. (laughs) That I've, been, that I've been playing and enjoying standard. I agree. I was going to say, like, when was the last time you were like, I'm into standard? You know I, what I mean? I legitimately don't know. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. I le- I cannot remember. This standard environment is new, right? With the it release of Phyrexia. It's and, fresh. And it's diverse. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool decks. We can also, yeah, we'll talk some about some of the regional championship decks from this past weekend. Yeah. There were three regional championships uh, in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Korea, and Southeast Asia. Nice. And we'll talk about the winners from those because there might be some surprises hidden amongst them. Yeah, there is some, I mean, I'm into it too. I just yeah. played a standard match. I'm fresh off a standard match into recording here. And I had a blast. Wow. Even though I lost. All right. So if the arena had asked me, did you have fun in this match? smiley face sad face even though i lost i would have picked smiley face wow what a rare occurrence that almost never almost never happened (laughs) i will say if there was a decent game and they're like did you have fun i'll be like yes but if it was if like a game didn't happen like you got mana screwed or whatever exactly i'll be like no sad face Sad face. <laughs> would you buy this shirt? It says, did you have fun in this match? Smiley face. Sad yes, face. I would buy that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck high fives making it. We're going to make you a shirt that says, did you have fun in this match? And I just thought of that shirt the face. other day and I was That's like, a great shirt. that would be a good shirt. Great shirt. To wear to a magic con. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're talking standards. Yes. Randomizer. Before we do any of that though, yes. we must thank you. It's imperative. <laughs> it is imperative that we, thank, that we you. thank you, the patrons, the sponsors, the people that make this show happen. And specifically, thank you to new patron, Zacky Zach Zachary. Yay, Zacky Zach Zachary. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. And also, last week we said thank you, but. We had the name wrong. Yes. So, So, yes. Last week we said thank you to Barry, but Barry was actually donating on behalf of Gamelandia, a game store in Palo Alto, California. Thank you so much, Gamelandia. Go there. If you're in Palo Alto or near Palo Alto, I assume driving anywhere in California is the same time as driving somewhere in LA. (laughs) 
I don't know. I so wherever you are in California, go to their store because I'm sure it's as much of a drive as if you were driving anywhere else in the city of LA, but you're just driving in greater California. Yeah, that's a good point. So there you go. If you want to get a shout out and uh, sponsor an episode and get a thank you on our next episode, you can do that by becoming yes. a patron at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Takes just about five minutes. You can donate at any dollar amount in your local currency. You can donate yeah. for a year for a discount. Get access to our Discord to hang out and chat magic with other cool people. And remember, Zachy Zach Zachary, you are this week's only patron. So this yes. whole episode this is your episode. Is yours. Zachy, you don't even have Zach, to pick Zachary. a part. You can pick a piece of it that you want specifically to be yours, but the whole thing, the whole thing is yours. Is yours. Special thanks as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. We love them. You can check them out online at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. And buy whatever you want. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> and buy whatever you want. Period. <laughs> Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. We're done here. <laughs> they also have a hot buy list on their website. If you're like, I want to offload some cards, what cards are selling uh, like hotcakes. Like hotcakes right now? You can find out. Um, yeah. You can get more money, by the way, if you want in store credit. So you can get Ooh. cold hard cash or you can get store credit for an additional bonus. Very if nice. you just want to turn your cards you don't play into cards you play. Oh. Think about that. Uh, so Liliana of the Dark Realms, that's on the hot buy list right now. Ooh. Well, so if you've got one. That's yeah, on. That's topping the hot buy list. Carkingdom.com slash GLHF. All it's right. time for the randomizer. Yes. I feel like I have a cloud inside my head. <laughs> what kind of cloud, though? Cumulonimbus? Yeah, it's like a classic big cloud. Stratus? No, it's a classic big cloud, Maria. Pufferton. Yeah, it's a big pufferton. That's the official name. A big pufferton Did you cloud. know some clouds are more rare than other clouds? Some cards are <laughs> clouds are mythic rare. Are you being serious? Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, they don't call them mythic rare, but maybe they should. But I saw a tweet the other day that was like, these are the most rare cloud. (laughs) I was like, can I imagine opening a pack and then opening the most rare cloud you could open? (laughs) And they were pretty cool looking clouds. Oh, the newest cloud type. The newest cloud type? (laughs) Excuse me? What? The Wait. newest cloud type. <laughs> they just dropped a new set. Asparatus <laughs> formations oh. are rare and resembling and resemble rippling ocean waves in the sky. Everybody, new cloud just dropped. New cloud just <laughs> dropped, everyone. <laughs> How rare is a new cloud though? I don't know. It's, it sounds pretty rare if it's okay. new, probably. Height of height of base, four thousand to ten thousand feet. It's pretty high. Shape. Undulating waves. Ooh. Latin asparo make rough or uneven. What is asparatus cloud? What is it? It's a distinctive but relatively rare cloud formation that takes the appearance of rippling waves. Oh, These wave-like nice. structures form on the underside of the cloud to make it look like a rough sea surface when viewed from below. Wow, it looks kind of cool. It looks like you're in like a cloud tunnel. I just looked oh, up a picture, picture wow, of an asparatus cloud. it does look cloud. really cl- cool. Yeah, so it turns out there are rarities to clouds, and new clouds are dropping all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, the formation itself does not produce rainfall, oh. but they've been linked to thunderstorms occurring afterwards. Is that the kind of cloud that's in your mind right now? That cloud? Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. It's this newest, hottest cloud. <laughs> the new hot cloud is a spirit cloud. Oh, my cloud. goodness. Okay. Wow, we're really getting well, into the weeds on this one, everyone. It's important. Um, it was decided that this was the newest cloud type in 2015. It was the first new cloud in over 50 years. <laughs> 
wow, their set release schedule is slow. It's very weird. If you're like, hey, yeah. magic is coming out too fast. Well, clouds coming out too slow, in yeah, my opinion. Slow. I want new, new clouds cloud types every four months. Slow. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not going to click on this because we're already too far down this rabbit well. hole, but there's a link that just says how we measure cloud. <laughs> And I just want to say that it is the strongest Most use of rude. willpower that I have ever used to not click on this link that okay. says how we measure cloud. What about cloud. this, though? What, I found the rarest. I googled most rare cloud. Okay. And it is called Anoctulin Cloud. Oh. The rarest clouds in the world. <laughs> Glow like shimmering cobwebs. Oh. oh. Can we see an image of this one? Yeah. Check that out. That looks really cool. That Ooh, looks like this the, is very cool. It's like the Northern Lights kind of. It is a little bit. Wow. Okay. All right. Noctilucent. Noctil- oh, yeah. Noctilucent. That, sure, yeah. that makes more sense. It Nighttime would be pronounced glowy. like that. <laughs> How we measure cloud. Oh, no. I clicked on it. <laughs> if you have a favorite cloud, please tweet us at GLHFMagic with the hashtag. Favorite cloud. Favorite cloud. <laughs> Favorite cloud. <laughs> I was trying to think of something more clever. That's- Cumulo nerd. <laughs> That's what Cumulo we are. Cumulo nerdus. That's our new Anyways. podcast. Cumulo nerds. All about clouds. <laughs> How many episodes could we do? Well, you might have asked that question about a magic podcast, and we're on episode 528. So, well, there you go. <laughs> just say. Question answered. <laughs> All right. Okay, where were Randomizer. we? Randomizer. Randomizer, as if we weren't already... <laughs> being very random. Being very random. Uh, do you want to see your art? Yes. Get ready to be spooked. Ooh. Um, what we're looking at is like the a black and white uh, art. Um, there is... I'm going to say they look like very fancy Innistradian vampires, uh-huh. is my guess. Yeah. Um, and one of them is like holding a knife to the other one's throat, and the other one is like serving them blood from a blood fountain. So this is going to, I'm going to say that this is an Innistrad Crimson Vow card specifically, uh-huh. and it's from um, the double feature release yes. of it, which is why it's black and white. Yeah. Like, is this something as simple as like blood fountain? You know, is my guess. Uh, um, you're correct about all of that because, yeah, it is from Innistrad Double Feature. I didn't yeah. know Scryfall had the Double Feature Arts um, in their database, but they do. Yeah. Um, it's not Blood Fountain, but it is Pointed Discussion. Do you remember yes, this card does? I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two and a black. Sorcery. You draw two cards, lose two life, then create a blood token. Oh, it's so pretty. You know, not a lot of people saw cards from Double Feature because it kind of had a short little release. Yeah, it had a short little release. It was not very popular. People didn't like it. No. <laughs> Well, Turns think- out it's like impossible to play. Yeah, you can't see what's happening. <laughs> but I will give them props because the idea was cool. The idea was very cool. And but this art looks cool. It does look beautiful in black and yeah. white. Uh, but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, just, you know, in in reality, not yeah. the, the greatest idea that ever happened in the history of Magic <laughs> the Gathering. Point of discussion. All right, Maria, are you ready for yours? Yes. Here we go. Ooh, this is pretty. This yeah. is pretty in a kind of cool way. Um, so this l- looks like I'm looking at a rhino, and it is not siege rhino. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Would have yes. re-random. No, I would have re-random. Um, it's wearing beautiful glowing armor, and it looks like it's falling down a hole, and it's reaching towards the viewer with a glorious like light shining on it from above. Maybe it's maybe it's not in a hole. Maybe it's just like reaching up. There's like feathers, so it's like reaching towards. 
what I can only assume is an angel. Oh, um, interesting. So I want to call this card a glorious redemption or something. Okay. And it's a white card for sure. And it's like one in a white target creature gets indestructible and until end of turn scry one. Um, well, you are correct that it is a white card. Okay. The it's, end. It's, but it's not, is it a creature? It is a creature. Oh, I felt, it is this a, felt like a rhino. This felt like a, an instant. Yeah, this is a um, Stonehorn Chanter. Okay. It's this card. It's five and a white for a creature rhino cleric. It's a 4-4. Four, four. It's from Magic 2014. Okay. It's the set. Uh, the only printing of it. Five and a white Stonehorn Chanter gains vigilance and lifelink until end of turn. Oh, okay. That's How much all. does it cost? Uh, five and a white. That's so kind it's a of six expensive. mana, four, four. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you can activate its ability for six. You know, it's a little, little uncommon. Just a little uncommon. Yeah. I don't remember this card at all. I do remember this card, you actually. You do? Yeah. Was it good? No. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, it was not. This is it a, was expensive. This is an addendum to the randomizer. Was it good? <laughs> no. Point of discussion, was, was it good? Was it good? No. no. <laughs> But interesting, these two arts next to each other yeah. make a lovely diptych here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Wow, fancy artwork. The dark and the yeah. light. Um, yeah, Stonehorn Enchanter is very like light-centric. Like you mentioned, this rhino is reaching toward the light. For some reason, I just see both of these cards hanging on a wall in a bathroom. Oh, why a bathroom? It just seems like good, you know, these okay. next to each other, good bathroom art. Good bathroom Solid art? bathroom vibes. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Solid bathroom vibes. It's not a diss. I, I know swear. it's not. Oh, I know. Okay, okay. It's, it's time t- for standard corner. Yes, it's time to get down to brass tacks. Just a standard everyday Just a corner. Standard corner. How long has it been since the we've standard done standard corner? corner? Seriously, uh, um, ages, ages, years. years. But here we are. Here we are once Just again. Just a standard Just corner. Your average everyday Just a regular corner. Old corner um standard these days um brand new like we said looking pretty mm-hmm. hot after the release of phyrexia all will be one with a wide range of decks that all seem to be capable of winning large tournaments with yeah. great players which is pretty cool yeah seriously um so this past weekend like you said there is some uh three regional championships yes the u.s regional championship is still coming up it is in fact many weeks in the future many weeks in the future but we're already starting these off so we're getting a peek at what standard looks like um ahead of the u.s regional championship and uh as we dive face first into a new format yeah so the the big player this weekend um is definitely grixis mid-range okay like grixis mid-range is kind of the like the not it's not so overwhelming that it's like the deck to beat or anything but it's certainly one of the most popular choices um and it did in fact win the event in Australia New Zealand okay Zen Takahashi took down the super series finals with Grixis midrange ooh nice yeah so this deck you know it's just doing it's just doing the mid-range thing, man. So this is the deck. When I mentioned, we're, you know, we want to talk about standard. You're like, this is the deck that I'm playing. This is the deck that I've been playing. And do you know what? I like it. I mean, Grixis um, colors and mid-range and vampires has been kind of like, if we were to say standard had a thing. Yes. It's been standards, quote unquote, thing. Yeah. For a little bit. 
Um, so what is this deck's I would say, deal? Like the central deal of this deck is Blood Tithe Harvester. Okay. Corpse Appraiser. Yeah. I love me a corpse appraiser. You gotta appraise that corpse. You have to appraise the corpse. <laughs> um, and Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Yeah. Right? A classic like mid-range powerhouse. Card of the year ever 2022. Since, yeah, ever since it came out. So you've got, right, like you've just got some good value cards. You also are playing Shieldred the Apocalypse. Yeah. Right. Just like cards that do a lot of stuff. Blood tithe, tithe harvester can be a removal spell. It also attacks for three, which yeah. is not insignificant when you're playing Absolutely. against control decks. It can be removal. It gets you that blood token. So it helps you shape your hand later in the game if you need to. Corpse appraiser, straight up get you card. I mean, talk about card for card. It is a lot of card for card because you don't just draw card a card, card. You get to look at the top three and take yeah, a card. You get to pick. Um, and obviously, Shieldred doing its nice little life gain, uh, ping your opponent thing. So in the version that you play, are you playing a new addition to this deck, Blade Coil, Coil Serpent? So my version right now has them in the sideboard. Oh, okay. Uh, Blade Coil Serpent is just also... It's just real nice. It's a lot. Of, it's also a lot of card for card. If you don't know what this card for card card is, it is X and six for a five, four mythic serp. Uh, when it enters the battlefield for each double blue spent to cast a draw card uh, for each double black spent to cast it, each opponent discards a card mm -hmm. for each double red to cast it. It gets plus one plus oh and uh, gets trample and haste until end of turn. Right. It's a uh, good, it's a nice little powerhouse. I also forgot to mention you also are playing four invoke despair. Oh, sure. Which are like, this is a three color deck and you are playing a yeah. card that has black, 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 black and its mana cost. And I have never not been able to cast it on five if I felt like it. Really? Yes. Wow. Mana must be great mana, in standard right now. Mana in standard right now is very good okay which we'll get into later <laughs> yeah but we've got proof of yes, that coming later you can play a three color deck that That's has a absurd. one black 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 mana cost okay uh because invoke despair was like people were running around playing mono black and standard because exactly. of this card this card is so powerful this is the one it's a sorcery target opponent sacrifices a creature if they can't they lose two life and you draw a card then repeat this process for an enchantment and a planeswalker backbreaking you just remove a lot of their stuff and you like sometimes this is literally a win condition i've killed people with this card in control especially right where it's yeah. like they're trying to stabilize at four and they finally have like a creature out and you're like well i'll just invoke despair you and actually you can't sacrifice the last two things so <laughs> so you're just dead the fact that you're casting this in a three color deck i'm gonna say it that's absurd it's a nice feeling. I'm like, has there been a magic format where you were like, you can cast this black, 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 black card in a three color deck before? I mean, it's been a while. That's for mm. sure. I do not recall. Um, This uh, deck also plays cards like Brotherhood's End, mm -hmm. um, which I was completely upset <laughs> when I saw this completely card. Completely upset. Previewed. <laughs> Because, uh, of course, that gives me flashback uh, to Anger of the Gods. Ugh. One red, red sorcery. Choose one. Deals three damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Destroy all artifacts. Mana value three or less. Nice. Um, who nice. cares about the second part? Great. Um, I well, hate I mean, it. Actually, Reckoner Bankbuster is running around in these mid-range decks. Yeah. This one has three copies. It's a nice card, um, which is the same reason, like, right? And then you're just running, like, a lot of removal. You have a braid, uh, which is great. You have go for the throat. Kill um, things. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's just you're playing cut down. It's you. You get a lot of card advantage. That's it. That's the name of the game. Really strong. It is very strong. So, would you call this the best deck in standard right now? I, in my opinion, I 
think it is. It seems great. Yes. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other decks running around, but one of the things that would kind of come to mind is like, oh, can this beat a control deck, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. five-color control, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. And I will say that is the deck that I've played against the most, and I have yet to lose a match. Really? I will lose a game sometimes. Okay. Usually I'll drop game two, but you just have like, again, there's so many ways to get around them stabilizing. Sure. Um, I invoke despair is just so powerful. They can lose six life and you draw three cards, <laughs> which is just a, a busted effect, <laughs> especially against a control deck. Yeah. I'm like, who's the control deck? Okay. Yeah. Like you're just putting enough pressure on them, right? Like blade coil serpent is a nice little piece in that. It's just, wow. yeah, it's just, it's too aggro and it has long game. So okay. Sounds like it might very be powerful right the now. perfect deck. But like we said, um, other decks won tournaments this past weekend. Yes, absolutely. For instance, um, at the Southeast Asia Championship, the winning deck was the five color control deck we were just talking All about. All right. So let's talk about what the heck is up with that deck. Yeah. Sounds pretty I mean, like, because we we teased it. We're like, oh, mana's so good in standard. <laughs> I mean, here's this deck, proof. The card that, like, the payoff card for being so many colors is none other than Atraxa Grand Unifier. Okay, so let's get a little refresherino of what this card does because it has a lot of words on it. Yes. <laughs> it is three, green, white, blue, black uh, for a 7-7 seven, seven legend, yeah. legendary Phyrexian Angel with flying, vigilance, death touch, and lifelink. Yes. When it enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each card type, you may put a card of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And this was the one we talked about on the show because it has battle as one of the types. Yeah. Yeah. that you can find interesting we don't know what that is yet um but we'll find out soon um but in the meantime just a good card obviously mm-hmm. so you also have <gasps> tons of removal right you have uh you have leyline binding you have ossification you have depopulate um you just have you know some classic removal you have wandering emperor and eternal wanderer this deck is this deck is nice like Casting an Atraxa seems real cool. It's very interesting, too, because it's been a long time since I can remember that when we were like, here's this five-color nonsense control, uh, five-color nonsense deck, it's not been a control deck. Yeah. It's been a deck that did something like Whirly Bird, like this Atraxa, where you're like going to get some cool cards from the top of your deck. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a little bit like five-color Niv-Mizzet. Yes. Yeah. Is what it is most reminiscent of. Oh, cool. Um, I... Yeah, I think that this deck is very cool. I will say, like, once again, you you look at this deck. This is the deck specifically that I've talked about beating many times. So it's this mid-range deck. I've beat, I've, like, beaten opponents who have cast both, like, have cast a sweeper and two Atraxas in the game. Uh, and I still won that game. <laughs> which okay. is not where you want to be. If you, okay. resol- like, if you are resolving an Atraxa Grand Unifier, like, that's three, four, five, you know, it's seven mana. Yeah. Of four different colors. You don't want to be losing that game. No, I don't think so. So I'm a little, as much as I want to love every control deck that comes my way, I'm a little suspicious of this one just because I, I don't know that, like, I you have know, not from the other side seen it pan out I'm yet. I'm going to take your word for it because I don't know uh, control decks. Um, but it did it did win one of the regional championships, so, so it is powerful and it yeah. can win. Exactly. I it plays four copies of Herd Migration. Oh my this god. The Herd six Migration. And a green. Yes. Sorcery. Wow. You can pay one and a green to discard it, search your library for a basic land card, put it into your hand, and gain three life. 
Or if you cast it, you make a 3-3 green beast creature token for each basic land type among lands you control. This right, was which is a, five beasts. This was the draft winner. Yes. This was the draft champ. Exactly. But once again, like I've I've beat opponents who cast a herd migration and made five beasts. <laughs> no big deal. Right? Like <laughs> I'm just saying I'm suspicious. Okay. I'm a little, as much as I want it, I want it, be, I want it to be good. Well, we'll see. I want it to be right. We'll keep our little beady eyes on this one. <laughs> um, the other deck that took down a regional championship this past weekend is my personal favorite. Yes, Maria, tell us about it. Celestia Agro, aka Celestia Poison. Ooh. So this was piloted by Ray Sato, mm-hmm. a very good magic player who took down that uh, regional championship. And this deck is doing everything um, that I love in magic, which <laughs> is encompassed in one word and that's attack. Um, but it's very creative in the way that it does so. So this deck plays four copies of Crawling Chorus, which um, if you're drafting uh, Phyrexia, you, you know, know it as the little all-star of draft. You know it, you love it, you hate it. A 1-1 one, one, when it dies with Toxic 1, it leaves behind a Mite. Um, so that's already telling you a lot about what this deck is doing. Yeah. And then it's playing all-star uh, Skrelv, which has showed up in Pioneer um, in this past Pro hey Tour. Now. You're a Skrelv star. star. <laughs> and Skrelv is really fun, and I love Skrelv. Uh, single white mana for a 1-1 one, one toxic one. Um, it can't block, but who cares? You're never blocking. Uh, but you get to pay a Phyrexian white and tap it and choose a color. And then another target creature you control gets toxic one and hexproof from that color until end of turn. And it can't be blocked by creatures of that color. Yeah, this, this turn so you can get through and toxic. Be- you don't care about their life total with this deck is what I'm trying to tell you. You're killing them from te- your your new target is 10. It is yeah. not 20. You're poisoning them out. Uh, you're running Venerated Rot Priest, which this card got a lot of buzz um, when it was released. A single green for a one, two toxic one. Whenever a creature you control becomes a target of a spell, target opponent gets a, a poison counter. Wow. So it disincentivizes them from killing your dudes because <laughs> you're just going to poison them yeah. out, which is pretty fun. Pretty nice. Um, and then a lot of little creatures that have toxic to get through. Um, bloated contaminators is, is, I shouldn't call it little. It's a 4-4 with trample mm-hmm. toxic one. Um, and when it deals combat damage to a player, you get to proliferate. And then you back this up with cards, pump spells like Tyvar's Stand. Yeah. Which can get in a ton of damage from nowhere, which is great when you run cards like Jawbone Duelist, which is double strike. Yep. And then you play Charge of the Mites to make mites or kill your opponent's stuff. You're running Skrelv's Hive, which is Bitter Blossom. You sound really excited. I love this deck. (laughs) Because it's cool. Because it can attack. uh, It's playing a different game than the opponent. Mm -hmm. You don't care about their life total. You care about their poison. But you can care about their life total if you want to using Tyvar Stand and Jawbone Duelist, right? If you need to care about their life total, you can. You can. Um, And I just, I mean, if you can play Bitter Blossom, you probably should. (laughs) Yeah. This deck seems pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm in love with this deck. I just played it. Um, I lost to Mono White mid-range, oh, which is interesting. Is an interesting deck, too, because you don't normally hear this phrase Mono White and mid-range in the same sentence. Yeah. But I didn't even care because it was just so fun to figure out the neat little puzzle of attacking with poison and when to kill their creatures. And you have access to a lot of powerful lands in this deck, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Phyrexia, I'll be one. And it's deal being <laughs> that you care <laughs> about poison and lands. Um 
uh, the seed core, for example, um, which lets you spend one mana of any color uh, to cast Phyrexian creature spells, which mm-hmm. is like super powerful. Um, and you can make buff your creatures if you get um, corrupted. Which um, you likely will. Which you likely will. And you get to play a card like Murex, which allows you to make little mites. Yeah, very powerful deck overall, it seems like. So I, yeah, I love this deck. Thank you, Ray, for taking out a tournament with it on my behalf. Speaking of Mono White Mid range yes there were a couple of copies of this in the top eight of that champions cup final which was the one that ray sato took down with celestia poison yeah it seems really good yeah like you said you're not used to hearing like mono white and mid-range right. in the same sentence they are not thought to go together but you once again have a lot of copies of the wandering emperor and the eternal wanderer in here of all things, a little spirited companion. You play a dog. A little puppy. You draw a card. You play dog, play dog, draw a card. How do you measure cloud? <laughs> How do we measure cloud? Um, Sarah Paragon is certainly yeah, one that stands out really in this deck. Good. This is the two white, white angel. It's a three, four. Uh, once during each of your turns, you may play a land card from your graveyard or cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less from your graveyard. Just really powerful. Yeah, this it's it's su- super, super good. Yeah, you also have um, Loran of the Third Path, which just considering all of the enchantments and artifacts running around in the current format. Like is my so, Bitter Blossom. Yes, like Skrull's Hive. This is two and a white for a 2-1 Vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment. Like, just is going to do good things, you know? It's going to get it done for you. Um, Exactly. You have Sanctuary Warden, uh, which is just, I mean, mean, some unparalleled (laughs) top end here. Five, five can't die. Yeah. Steel Seraph, which can give stuff uh, vigilance or lifelink or flying to get through. I'm, this deck actually looks really sick. It is. It is. I mean, I just played against it and I was like, this deck's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was great. And this our, deck seems really cool. Our last game, we pl- went to three games and it was super close and I got them to nine poison. Oh. oh it was so close. So close. Um, but, you know, Sarah Paragon is one heck of a card. It is. <laughs> It is one heck of card. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think this is a cool deck too. You're able to run wedding announcement. Um, which has been strong for a long time. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Another deck that's been running around is called Esper Legends. Ooh, okay. Tell which me is, more. You know, just a sick name for a deck, first of all. It is. Uh, and this is the one where classically you are where you are wearing <laughs> what, do you have, what do you have to wear to play this deck? Ooh, Something are, epic. You are running a <laughs> lot of legendary creatures. Uh, we have Denik, Pius Apprentice, Thalia, Guardian of Thraben, Adeline, of course, Resplendent Cather. Oh, cool. Uh, Rafine, Scheming Seer. I mean, that's a good card. You have Skrelv in here. Um, so yeah, you mostly you are making use of, for instance, Plaza of Heroes, which is a oh. land that taps for one mana of any color. You can only use it to cast a legendary spell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, pretty cool. And so you're just going for some really powerful legends. That sounds very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, Plaza of Heroes, will this ever be a card that's used in a constructed deck? And here it is. Yeah. And I mean, there were there was a copy of this deck in the top eight of um, in Japan and Korea, okay. in Southeast Asia. Like, it, there were multiple copies in the top eight. It, it's a deck. It's a deck. 
It's a deck. A deck I was curious to see if it had done well this past weekend was Blue White Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Interesting. um, I remember when they were kind of like pushing the soldier thing pretty pretty hard with cards like Harabin Vanguard Aviator, which was that 3-2 flyer. And then when you attack with five or more soldiers, they get plus one, plus one and get flying until end of turn. Mm -hmm. When I saw that previewed, I was like, oh, they're going to try and make soldiers and standard a thing. And it kind of wasn't because Grixis kept it out um, for a long time. And do you see it reflected? Um, not really. Ah, I it. will say, say, yeah, <sighs> All I'm right. sorry. All right. Um, <sighs> so, nope. Moving on. <laughs> Get over it. Well, I just wanted to touch on there were also some reanimator decks. All right. Yeah. Reanimator. Let's go. We love reanimator. We love bringing things back from yield graveyard. I mean, you like to do it with a rat. Yeah. But you can't with a rat. Can you with a rat? Oh, you can with a rat? Wait, what What rat? You know, the rat and the rat and the parhelion. Reanimate. <laughs> oh, gr- yeah. Greasefang. Yes. Uh, this is not that reanimation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it is simply traditional go to your graveyard and pull it out. Okay, so how uh, you- With the Cruelty of Gix oh, okay. is one of the cards that does this. This is the three black black saga with Rita Head. Um Chapter one is target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker card from it. They discard it. Two is search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand and shuffle. You lose three life. And three is put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Cool. Yeah. So you are putting some Atraxas in your graveyard, I'll perhaps. Re- I'd reanimate Atraxa. Yeah. Why not? Uh, you have some Shieldreds that you could also perhaps put in your graveyard and then go and get. How are you putting them in your graveyard? Yard, you ask? Well, we've got Blood Tithe Harvester, which of course makes our little uh, blood, blood token. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you know, we have Big Score, which you need to discard a card uh, okay. to make all your treasures. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, casting Atraxa sounds fun, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to put in the work. <laughs> hey, reanimate her. Cast, reanimate, or kill Atraxa. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. Is this a new game that we can play with cards? Cast, reanimate, or kill? <laughs> reanimate. Reanimate Atraxa. Wow. Kill Blood Tide. Okay, wait, no, no, no. I'm going to get us. Wait, we're going to get three cards. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll use Atraxa as one. All right. Um, Niv-Mizzet Ooh. is another. Um, and then... Graz the Unstoppable Juggernaut. <laughs> I love Graz, though. I know. That's why I put him in there. Uh, all right. Cast, reanimate, or kill. <laughs> yes. Cast, reanimate, or kill. Graz, Atraxa, Niv-Mizzet. Um, I'm going to kill Niv-Mizzet because I've just had enough of is it and their shenanigans <laughs> over the years. How dare you? <laughs> I'm going to reanimate Atraxa because I don't want to put pay five uh, four colors of mana okay and then i'm i'm gonna uh cast grass <laughs> wow because i just really wow. like a good juggernaut all right what about you okay okay i cast <laughs> how much does grass cost like eight mana it's eight mana i Ooh. cast niv mizzet because that's the most bang for your buck <laughs> yeah. niv mizzet is only white blue black red green okay there's been a and there's a lot of iterations every iteration of niv, niv mizzet great bang for your buck Love that dragon. Casting that dragon. Dragon is I will enough. reanimate Atraxa because I like those bennies that mm-hmm. she comes with. Sweet bennies. Yes, yeah, sweet bennies. 
I'm gonna kill grass. How dare you? I know. Grass. And you know what? Everything has to wants attack. To level. We're not about the attack <laughs> he life just over wants here. To level. That's we all he wants are to do. not about the attack life. <laughs> He's a giant rolling pin. That's mad. I can't believe that we invented a new game right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, any other decks you want to call out in standard that we haven't talked about that maybe did well at any of these? This one is like a little surprising, a little surprise. Okay. Um, this one was also in uh, at the Japan Korea Regional Championship. It's Mono Blue Tempo. Ooh. Yeah. Um, there's it has four Delver of Secrets. Nice. Four Haughty Jin. Uh-huh. A Tolarian Terror. Okay. Oh, um, just one of just one. One Blue Sun's Twilight. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and then yeah, you know, just lots and lots of instants. There's consider, there's flow of knowledge, there's fading hope, there's make disappear, there's negate, impulse, right? You're drawing cards or you're countering spells or you're bouncing things. That sounds fun. Yeah. It seems like a good time. So if you're looking for, you're like, do you know what? All this other stuff sounds too mainstream for me. Mono blue tempo. You could get in here with the mono blue tempo deck. Yeah, this is fun. It's kind of cool. I'm kind of surprised there's only one Tolarian Terror, but I guess you don't really need it because you've got four Hottiegen and four Delver of Secrets. As always. I even though I just said hottie gin, you thought I, I heard said you hottie. say yeah, H O T T I E. Hottie gin. <laughs> this little hottie gin over here. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. Um, so we've got a really cool diverse standard right now. Yeah, as proven from these regional champions. Do you know when the next set of these bad boys is coming up? So there's another set of regional championships this weekend. Okay, great. There's four of them, in fact. There's the one for uh, EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Uh-huh. There's Taiwan. There's Canada. Uh, West, West, which is in Vancouver, and there's Brazil. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I know that I believe Canada West and uh, the EMEA events will both have live coverage. Oh, that's awesome. So you could check out some standard live. Yeah, I'm going to because these seem like they could be some really cool matches. Yes, absolutely. All right, I'm going to go play Celestia Poison some more. I know you are. Do you know what? That deck looks cool enough that I think I might go play Celestia Poison a little bit. I'm a little Poison bit a little worried bit. about Brotherhood's End being a card, but um, it's just a fun... Oh, Brotherhood's It's just, just a fun, like, you know, different kind of... We haven't had, a you know, an Infect deck in Standard for like a thousand for years. For a thousand years. So. Well, I mean, it wasn't a mechanic in Standard for a while, so... <laughs> It's not all it's not all poison's fault, okay? No, it's not. <laughs> See you on the ladder, fools. <laughs> Everybody, um, we're gonna play some flavor text theater with you. Yes, we are. With this Phyrexia set uh, I will be on set booster. Ooh, I'm so excited. So, um how's this game work, Megan? Okay, <sighs> so we are going to look at the titles of these cards. Yep. And we're gonna give you some movie pitches. Yes. Uh, you know, and the way it works is if you're the executive of a studio, you call us because you want to make these films because they're so good. Yeah. We've had uh, so many execs call us over so the years. So many. But, you know, we're still doing this um, because <laughs> we love it and we're passionate about we it. We passed on all we, of those opportunities. We could have been multi-million dollar yep. screenwriters. Yeah, but instead. Which is definitely how that career works. <laughs> We said we're just gonna talk about yeah, magic. We are too. Go we are take married a hike. to magic. Um, 
card that I'm like, what is this? I don't remember this card. But wow. All right. I mean, there's a lot of cards we won't remember from the set sim- simply because draft was kind of like <laughs> linear. So very linear. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a this is a drama. This is an Oscar bait film, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it will not be nominated. <laughs> but I do like when that happens. Yeah, but they are trying really hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just really missed the mark on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a you know classic um, hellscape world in the far in the future uh-huh. where it's you know you know nuclear fallout or whatever. There's only a few people left alive, and they've had to scrounge and live in scrap yards and whatever. But there's it's Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, uh, there's a promise. Yeah, oh man, love us Mad Max Fury Road so. of the sea. You know they've got to make it to the ocean. Oh okay. Um, and so there's we follow our heroes uh, through the desert as it's too. <laughs> I'm going to make it so bad. It's like <laughs> two friends are like, we're going to get to the ocean. We're going to, I know we're going to make it. And the whole time they're like, but what kind of boat will we take across the ocean? Oh, we'll figure it out. And this is the, the, the terrible, like cutting your own arm off moment of the film uh-huh. is when one of the friends is like, I've got to kill my friend so that I can use his body as a boat to cross the ocean. But do we get there. <laughs> so use his body as a boat. <laughs> Look, it, they didn't think through this plan 100%. I okay. will put that out there. But it's like, you know, they get the terrible monologue of when they've decided to kill their friend. Uh, and they do it uh, before they reach the sea and they're dragging them behind them like in a bag. And they're like, I'm going to ride the boat to freedom. And that's when they find out there is no ocean, you know. And yeah. they killed them for no reason uh, in rib skiff. <laughs> I'm going to make a boat out of their body. If you ever have that thought, keep thinking because you're going to realize that that boat and that idea are both going nowhere. He was going to sit in his ribs, you know. Was he? I mean, in his mind. In his mind. In his mind. It was a sad future. It was a sad future. Um, All right. So this is the story of, um, this is a classic, right? Like, a detective um, oh, yeah. is, okay. is sent in. There's like a there's a cult, um, and he's been sent in to try I'm and start to unravel the cult from the inside. Right? Oh, nice. Um, he needs to he needs to get in. But part of this cult is like when you when you are brought into the cult, right? Initially, you're like knocked out and you're taken into the like. Their cult. Their secret headquarters. their secret cult area. Um, And so he doesn't know where he is when he wakes up. Um, And there's like a person with him who's like, who is his partner in the cult, who's like there to help him become part of the cult. But this person is on the inside. Yes, the person, this person is part of the cult. cult. Okay. Yes, this person is cult. Got it. And their job is to like indoctrinate this guy into the cult. Ooh. They're there to make sure each new cult member is actually you have fully a, cult. You have okay. a handler. Yes, you have a handler essentially yep. that's like, are I you mean, fully cult? Seems smart. And as they start talking, like this cult person is talking to the investigator, the detective, yeah, right, about everything in the cult. And the detective like weirdly finds himself, right, slowly through the course of the film. Liking the they, cult. They kind of, they get won over. But as during their debates, this detective also, you know, tells this person about like philosophies and ideas out in the real world, like in the world outside of the cult. Um, okay. And they okay. start to slowly win over this person who's inside the cult. To outside and so the, the cult. And the person who's outside, who's inside the cult is like, oh, 
I I want to bring down this cult now. I want to get out of here. Ooh. And at the end of the movie, what you know there's a dramatic role reversal <gasps> where the detective turns in the person oh, there and they're in back. Yes. Their person inside the cult for wanting to get out. Wow. And that person gets murdered. And then the detective feels awful about it. And that's what drives him to leave the cult and then go turn everybody in the cult in for the murder of this person. Oh, that is great. Turned them in for it. This is on HBO yes. Max. It really is in indoctrination attendance. Yeah, I'm I'm in for right? that show. I'm watching that show. No question. There you go. HBO. <laughs> call me. <laughs> My movie is um uh you know, it's for teens, um, preteens, and it's about um, a, a dark future where once again, <laughs> everything in this, this everything in our movie pitches for Phyrexia All Will Be One is going to be dark. You can't culty, not. post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Post-apocalyptic it's future yes. with some preteens. Um, the rats outnumber the humans. <laughs> Classic rats outnumbering human situation. And like the whole thing of like surviving in the city with all of these rats everywhere. Wow. So it's like the warriors, but yes, rats. But rats. And there's rat gangs of all different kinds wandering around. Some I'm are, watching this film. Some are dressed up like little baseball players. Baseball clowns. Baseball clowns. Baseball clown Thank rats. You. Yeah, rats. Um, <laughs> and everyone's tra- the rats are fighting the humans. The humans are fighting the rats, but they can't understand each other because the rats only speak rat, and the humans only speak human. And um, oh, of course, one preteen um uh-huh. wants to befriend the rats because they make rat friend. And yeah. They're like, <laughs> we shouldn't be killing all you rats. <laughs> and the rats like, <laughs> uh-huh. the teens like, if only we could understand each other. And sooner, uh, you know, you know, at some point, uh-huh. the teen learns the rat language and learns <gasps> that the rats um, have only been attacking the humans because the humans are doing the thing that led to the apocalypse and it's going to apocalypse again. Oh. You know, and the rats are like, we Gasp. have to stop the second apocalypse. Yeah. That'll get rid of all of you and all of us for good. But the teen is the only one who can speak rat oh, and no. understand rat. Yeah. Um, and so they have to like work with the rat to turn the tide and have other everybody understand um, what's going on in chittering skitterling. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's a foil. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> the title needs some work. I will admit that yeah. studio, but that is what it's called. What can I do? Um, okay. So this is um, movie. a gritty post-apocalyptic. Gritty, do you know what? It is going <laughs> It is going to turn into that. Um, okay, this is a this is the story of a high school choir oh. who is uh, you know takes a bus to their the big national choir competition. Oh, but as they're on their way to the choir competition, um, they they accidentally end uh, like um, they accidentally end up in a competition instead. That's like a. Actually, okay, let's say they're driving to what they think is the choir competition. But it's a Hunger Games. But they get there, and it's a Hunger Games. It is. I knew it. It's a Hunger Games competition for all of the choir kids. Oh, wow. They're going to suck at it. Exactly. But they're just they're, choir kids. They're only Hunger Gamings against other choir, against other nationally competitive choirs from around the United States. So okay? this is Pitch Perfect plus Hunger Games? Yes, this is the green crossover. Light. It is greenlit. <laughs> Pitch Perfect plus Hunger Games. It it is simply called Crawling Chorus. Make this movie now. 
Okay. <laughs> that has already been approved. It's been approved. Uh, my movie is start, uh, set in a dark, gritty future. <laughs> Directed by David Cronenberg, um, where there's this person who is like, um, she's like a very quiet, seemingly unassuming surgical assistant uh, in a very creepy, weird hospital. Uh And um, every doctor ignores her and her ideas. For the future surgeries. And she's like, ah, but I have some great, great thoughts about how to enhance the human experience. And the doctor's like, shut up, Rita. Like, just do your job. Shut up, Rita. (laughs) Wash our hands. Shut up, Rita. (laughs) Wash those knives. And Rita's like, I'll show you. I'll show you all. And one day... Rita takes down the worst doctor, kills him in the dark. Um, and, the, you know, nobody oh. knows who did it or anything, but it was Rita. And she takes him to her secret surgery that she has in her apartment. Her apartment is nothing, like, no, not normal. Uh-huh. She, like, well, she'll have a guy over and he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, that's my t- tooth drill. <laughs> um, okay, Rita. And he never comes back. Uh, anyway, so she keeps the doctor there and she decides to do some of her experiment on him that she has been developing, which is to, um, she takes the parts of people like through the surgeries and stuff, the people that don't survive, but say they're like, we're really good at one thing. <laughs> like this person didn't survive the surgery, but they were really smart. So she takes their brain uh-huh. and this person didn't survive surgery, but they had a great stomach. <laughs> so she takes their stomach. This she- is like Frankenstein. <laughs> if he had actually given some thought yes. to what to make his monster out yeah, of. <laughs> it's a modern Frankenstein with, you know, an extra boon and that she's trying to make the best person. Yeah. So she's taking all the best parts of people and putting them. She took all, she scooped this doctor like a pumpkin <laughs> and she's putting all the best organs into him to try she to make scoop the doctor <laughs> like a pumpkin, <laughs> try and make the best superhuman that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, of course this doesn't go how she would expect. <laughs> And the super creation she makes uh, turns on her, just like Frankenstein's yeah. monster in Transplant Theorist. Oh, interesting. If David Cronenberg doesn't call me in five minutes, I don't understand don't anything understand. about his filmmaking. Well, yeah. Okay, this movie is speaking of cron- this is like a uh, this is like a little bit like Iron Giant. It's a oh, little bit sure. like Wally. It's a little bit like Brave Little Toaster. Ooh. Um, okay, so it's like th- kind of one of those animated films, but not contemporary animated where it's happy. It's old school animated where it's sad. Oh um, yeah, and it's we open on a world that is like it's our world, but everywhere is a landfill, right? Like basically there's just tiny little plots of places that are actually habitable and everywhere else is like huge mountain, vast mountain ranges oh, yeah. of trash everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, a, a kid is out and has always been told, you know, like don't go play in all the trash piles, but trash piles is all that it's there is so to play It's so fun in. though. Exactly. You could find a lot um, of magic cards in there. <laughs> yes. And one day you, you might find a hundred thousand dollars. A landfill full of magic cards. Okay. Um, And so this kid goes and is playing in the landfill, which is everywhere. And they see what they think is a horrifying monster, right? They just see a bunch of like flames and everything. (gasps) And they run screaming. And you see in the background, the the monster, just like the flames like sputter out and seem kind of sad about it. Um, And so... The kid stays away, but finally their, their curiosity gets the best of them and they go back and they're playing there again. And like, they see the big flames again, but it turns out it's like a big beast emerges from the mountains of trash. Um, and it's a Cute. friendly, it's like a friendly big beast, right? It's huge. Trash it's like the monster. size of a building. Um, 
and it and the boy become friends. It and the child become friends. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that this was like a prototype once upon a time of a way to eat all of the trash, right? And oh. and turn it into a clean burning fuel. And that's what this monster was for, like what this big oh, creature was cute. for. Um, but for some reason, up until this kid found it, it had never been able to turn on. But this kid was able to like it find stepped this on monster. Its power exactly. Button. Like, yeah, the kid was literally like playing in the garbage and stepped on the right power cute. button. Um and it woke up and then it helps slowly transform the world. But obviously it and the kid have to ba- battle like a lot of like the adults being terrified of the monster and being like, no, yeah, yeah. it's going to eat our villages and not the trash. And Classic. maybe there's one big understanding misunderstanding where it does accidentally eat something that's not trash and so the boy has to like yeah. the child has to yeah. explain to the beast like no these homes this is not trash like this stuff is trash and this is what you eat <laughs> these people aren't trash these even though you trash. might think they're some trash some of them act like trash <laughs> but they're not trash in armored scrap forger. oh that's very cute Isn't it very cute that seems like definitely something pixar would make yes right it's like very like kind of like wally like the trash yes. robot yeah I love it. Um, and like I said, like a little bit like Iron Giant where the, it's something that's big and terrifying on the outside. Um, we've created over here the sequel to Transplant Theorist, which is Atmosphere Surgeon. <laughs> I am once again looking at a card that I've never seen. Really? Yes. See, it's a I rare. Mean, like, this, this rare is, does not exist. It's weird, this set, you know, because you don't always play your rares. You're just playing your crawling choruses. This is wild. I have a mythic in my hand. What is this? What am I looking at? How is this what this is? Oh, I see what's happening here. It's from the so commander It's from set. the list, yeah? Yeah, it's from the list. Because um, it's a set booster. Yeah. Um, okay, so I made my sequel to Transplant Theorist, which is Atmosphere yeah. Surgeon. Um, this, But this movie, this next one, is um, about <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. So it's a okay. little ambitious. Yeah. And it's where God is like, you know, like just doing God stuff. But then somebody's like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. You were just on level one. You made or an earth and a universe and whatever you did. Sure, and, God, whatever. <laughs> and they're like, good job passing level one, God. Now we're moving on to level two oh, where you okay. get to you get to make gods for the God, for the worlds and gods that you make. You understand what I'm saying? There's different levels. There's a God that makes the world for gods. Yes, exactly. Okay, wow. And so like leveling up in the God, you know, yeah. world. Yes. <laughs> this is ambitious. I don't know. It's called Nissa Ascended Animus. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look yeah. at our mythic. Look at our Nissa. Um, yeah. This is, this is the next, um, this is the next installment in the Indiana Jones franchise. Oh, great. If we were still back in the past when Harrison Ford was real hot. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Um, I mean, and we're also pretending Temple of Doom never happened. <laughs> Do you know what? This is my submission for the film that could have been oh. instead of Temple of Doom. Oh. Because you know how they always deal with artifacts that kind of also have like mystical qualities. Yes. Um, and so in this instance, um, they are looking for, um, it is a mythical like, like map that when you unfurl it, um, it will show you locations of places that, like, as they once existed. That's cool. Right? So it'll show you cities that are no longer there. Um, and it also, there's also, like, a spyglass that if you look through it, you can see the world that, like, <gasps> of the maker of the spyglass. Um, That's if you awesome. have this map and the spyglass together in Indiana Jones and the Archaeomancer's map. Absolutely. Yeah, this it, is the, that sounds like a great Indiana Jones. Yeah, this is the weird 
commander rare that I was talking about. Because then you would know all the history of a place. Exactly. From before. And it's from, like, the art is cool, right? They're looking through, like, this piece of yes, glass and that seeing, is very like, cool. a building, like, the sketches of buildings that were once there. So I was very inspired by the art of this one. It's really cool. This is by Ovidio Cartagena. Yeah, that's lovely. Cartagena. Well, you know, like call us if any of these yeah. speak to you, film oh, execs. Um, this, oh, is a, you have this is a zombie film. Uh, the zombie is spread by mosquito bites, necrosquito. You're welcome. <laughs> Go make a billion dollars. <laughs> we'll reject your offer, but we will listen to but it. We will listen to it. Call us. Come on. You're telling me HBO Max doesn't want indoctrination attendant? Yes. That we don't all want. Like, Everybody wants all, to see crawling. Already course. watching crawling chorus. Okay. <laughs> I just want to see what's her name shoot a bow and arrow through somebody. Yes. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. While, while yeah. singing. Yeah. While, while singing. singing. Uh, while singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. How it, is it writes this itself. movie it that writes itself. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank yeah. you for hanging out with us. And thank you to Zach, Zach, Zachary for yes. sponsoring this episode. Thank you for being a new patron. Remember, you can become a new patron of the show. Get your own shout out and your own like literally unending well of gratitude from us. Absolutely. By becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yeah, um, we'd love to have you. Thank you to Card Kingdom. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF um, for all of your magical needs. Yeah. Next week on the show is spring break. Good Whoa. luck, High Five presents spring break we're going to spring break next week we're going to it's going to be all fun all games maybe we'll have to bring some snacks maybe we'll have to bring a a, vol- a beach ball or oh my a volleyball goodness, we might know? have to we're on spring break but you know we just got another like three inches of snow here yeah, overnight we did. <laughs> it's march we really need to start we feeling the spring, spring break, break vibe big time so we will see you maybe we'll have to have pina coladas oh that would be great I miss a good pina colada. So we'll see you next week for spring break. For spring break. Oh, God. I need spring break. We need spring break. (laughs) 